You are listening to Off the Cuff with Devin and Ian. Welcome back. Hi guys, I'm Ian. I'm Devin. And you're listening to Off the Cuff. We are back. Woo! We're back, bitches. Here we are, ready to fill your brains with knowledge. Ready to come at you like a spider monkey. Yes, indeed. Like a velocir shit. A velocir monkey. A velociraptor. Velocir. If you could combine any two crazy animals, <sighs> quick, ready, go. Oh, um, and like make a name for them? No, just combine two. A, a cheetah and um, a, a giraffe. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I got so nervous. A giraffe. A giraffe. A giraffe A gita. A giraffe A gita. Nice, that's good. Thank you. Okay, today we are mm-hmm. talking about parenting. Yes. And the failures of. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So we got some stuff coming at your earballs. Mm-hmm. Your biscuits. Buckle in, strap on. Nope, that's oh, not strap okay. In. Strap in. <laughs> Don't st- or strap on. I mean, I mean like what I guess different tires for different buyers. I mean, really. Uh, but we're gonna be talking about the failure. Whoa, the failure of that execution. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be talking about failing as a parent. Failing as a and success as a parent. And successes. And we're going to talk a little bit about some categories, what you fit into, what you don't fit into. Mm-hmm. And then just basically our overall huge failures. Yeah. So. And how it's okay to fail and you're going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned because we're coming at you. time coffee 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 cappuccino java yes off the cuff is brought to you by earnest money coffee collective.com if you're anything like me i drink like 12 cups of coffee a day and i love the fall blends and right now they have all different fall blends so go to earnest money coffee collective.com and get yourself some delicious fair trade coffee today Your oper- <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get the gum out of my mouth. Why? You can't talk with gum in your well, mouth? Well, because then I kind of sound like this. Like you have a lift? A little bit, but... Or I'd like to start going... And not noting it. There's nothing. Do I have something in my teeth? You're really staring hard at him. No, but you do this thing where you like really... I really gloss over my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is today like a intervention moment for you to tell me that I'm failing as a parent? No, not at all. I think, honestly, I'm always failing. What's what's failing? Okay, I'm going to just take you on a little journey of like, and, and I'm not speaking, I'm speaking for myself when I say this. <clears throat> I think that as a mom, it is very difficult if you work a full-time job and you're maybe really forgetful like me and 
you're kind of all over the place and you have no routine and no like whatever, no like steady, like our life is always like a wild card to feel like you're killing it. Luckily, I married somebody wonderful who is very like, who is this guy? Routine, routine, is, routine. Where are you him? So like he can keep it a little bit in check, but at the same time I feel like I'm always all over the place. Like I mean every morning is like you wake up scared when your alarm goes <laughs> off, right? You run downstairs, you know, you pack lunches if you, you got the time, otherwise you hot lunch people. You try to feed them breakfast. I spend a lot of time just talking around our kitchen island. And then all of a sudden, in a panic, I'm all, we got to get in the car. And I like lose my mind. I drop off in my pajamas every morning. I don't think there's a time I get dressed. Mm. And then I come back and start my day. You know what I mean? So. And then you see all these moms and dads pulling up, like all dressed with makeup on and like, oh, goodbye. And their kids look nice. And, you know. So is this a personality thing? Oh, it might, I mean... I mean, do you think, because you just said that you and I are personality, although we're both Tauruses, mm-hmm. born within a few days of each other, mm-hmm. we're very different. <laughs> we're very different Tauruses. Yes. Right? Because our personalities, oh, yeah. I'm more of a structure person, I tend to be more organized, I tend to be a little bit more serious about stuff. Oh, yeah. You're Way more, more serious. You're less organized, more off the cuff. Way more. Flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, but it just always works. And I think that's why I've never changed it, because it's like... It works until it doesn't work, though, babe. I mean... Oh, whoa, this is an intervention for me, No, like you, I think you have this tendency to be like, yeah, it all works, it all comes together. And it typically does, but on that off chance it doesn't, you are devastated. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what do you mean to tell me that this isn't going to happen the way that I exactly planned or thought that it might happen? And, like, I am well aware of my downfalls, but I'm also well aware of, like, how I'm killing life, right? So, like, time management, I don't even know. Like, I believe yesterday, all of a sudden in the middle of the day, I yelled up to Ian and was all, do you know what time it is? And he's like, why? Where do you need to be? And I said, no reason. I have no concept of the time. (laughs) Like, I literally (laughs) had no idea what time it was. It could have been 4 in the afternoon or it could have been 10 a.m. My favorite is when you look at your your bracelets bracelets, and you try to look at them like they're a watch. Well, that's because... (laughs) You've never worn a watch. I did that one time. Apple watch for like two months? For like two months, but it was too hard. It kept buzzing all the time. So I'm always confused why you're looking at your bracelets... Because Looking they feel like they could be a watch all the time. <laughs> Maybe I just need to put a watch on your bracelet. Oh, they used to have those. Fitbits. Like, oh, man. Well, no, I don't want a Fitbit. I don't need to hear I'm failing in other areas. Well, there's like watches like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I think we, I need to keep you on task. Here. Okay. So we, first of all, first and foremost, there's a whole bunch of different types of parenting, correct? Oh, yeah. Like there's not one size fits all. Approach. No. No, 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 not at all. And I think for me, I think like my thought is, is like people are judgy. I'm always afraid people are judging my parenting because it is not a conventional way. Is that the right word? Yeah. You're you're unconventional. I'm unconventional. God, I have a hard time with words. It is too early. It is 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Don't judge again. (laughs) Again. Okay. So I think for me, it's like. I don't do nap times with young children. I don't do serious bedtimes. If I go out and about in life, my kids go with me. 
if unless I don't want them to, and then I travel without them and I don't feel guilty. Right. You know, like I don't have a lot of guilt. Now, I have decided as my own therapist, I came up with this reasoning why was because we had our kids so young. Yes. That like our kids we didn't like we couldn't afford babysitters, we couldn't do whatever. It was like our kids were just now an extension of us. But right. not like in every way. It was just like, hey, if you want to hang out with me, you're hanging out with me and my kids. Shocker, Devin's phone's going off. So, ow, I just hit my knee on the table. Did you see that? <laughs> um, so, for me, I think, like, then it just became, like, you know, if I want to go out for drinks with my friends, then either my kid will come with me or they'll play at the park and we'll go to a place where you can drink. Okay. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, so this no. is what was going no, 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 on no. all the time. They aren't at a separate park. Like we would go to an outdoor <laughs> event that had like kid event stuff. Okay. I called it a park. So like we would go to like a brewery that had. What Devin's trying to say is she would leave her kids at the park. No, I would and never. And go to the bar. Okay. They're your kids too. So don't act like <laughs> you were there too. I was wondering where so, you were all these times. But like, I think for a lot of parents, like. You know, that's not the way to do it. And that's okay, I think. Like, I think everyone's allowed to have their own way of parenting. But what I want to say is, like, you always feel like you're failing. Like, that person always has a babysitter and they all, their kids are always dressed and clean and look nice. And their kids, you know, this or that. Or they remember school's not on this Friday and you show up to drop your kid off. Like, okay. <laughs> we all make mistakes. All right, so here's the deal. I think that... Uh, there's not a one, like I said before, there's not like a one size fits all approach to parenting. Right? right. So like what works for you doesn't work for everybody. Right. But your parenting is very much unique to yourself, correct? Correct. So you couldn't expect, I wouldn't expect you to parent like I do. Right. But you do in a partnership have to allow for, I mean, there's obviously going to be tension and disagreements on certain things, but for the most part, you have to allow that other half of your parenting duo or whatever your parenting situation looks like, you have to allow that input, whether it's grandma, grandpa, whoever, right? Right. Um, so I think it's multifaceted, right? So think of it like a, what are those charts called? Look it up quick. The charts that have overlapping circles. A flow chart. Is that a flow chart? I thought that, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Is it? I, I don't know. know. Now I look it up. <laughs> you just you just look like you. I I feel like I just. I think I think it's a flow chart. So think of. No, a flow chart's like where it, you're right. this goes to that. What's the concentric circle? Isn't chart? it like just a brainstorming chart or brain? Mm. I'll just do, say circle chart. Do, 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 oh my gosh! Stop. Anyways, I'm, I almost spilled shirt. I think we all know what I'm talking about. So. If your parent, like if you're in the, if you're the middle circle, right? Okay. So Devin, you're the middle circle in this chart and that circle has Devin and it's all Devin from yep. good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, all the, all the facets and aspects of your parenting lifestyle. It's a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram. Jeepers creepers. I did it. Took me I longer. I would fail at Jeopardy when I'm, or you can't cheat at we Jeopardy. can't Google on Jeopardy. <laughs> So if, you, if we're doing this Venn diagram, mm -hmm. you're in the middle circle, right? So then you are going to have influences, whether it's your parents, your friends, your partner. Right. And they're going to overlap in that circle a little bit, right? Right. Now, the people that you care about that are important to you, that your opinion matters, and you value their input, right? So, like, uh, weakness of Devin's is she cannot plan. So, like, when we go on vacation, 
We have a go-to plan and strategy. Devin always packs our kids. She does a really good job of it. It's not necessarily organized, but they always have what they need 99.9% of the time, correct? Yeah, I kill it. So, and that's all of our kids. Like, literally, except for our oldest two now. Well, one's gone in college, but our oldest boy and me, we pack ourselves, you pack the young ones and yourself. Yeah. Um, and then some of, like, the family necessities and typically that's like toiletry stuff right i grab like the electronic stuff for the family you grab that right anyways what i'm trying to say here is that when we have this plan to get out of town whether it's driving or flying i have to keep us on a schedule because devin will allow 15 minutes to do what takes two hours typically to do and not realize or figure out why that can't come together so what she does is she defers some of that planning to me even though it's not in your circle it's in my circle that's the portion in which they overlap right so you relinquish some of that parental responsibility so that i can kind of indulge in taking that portion off of your shoulders so it's a little bit of a stress relief but it's also it doesn't work for everybody because sometimes people want to control the entire circle right right so like no input is acceptable right and we know people like that where their kid can't do anything wrong it's their way or the highway and you're looking at it from the outside in and although you don't want to be judgmental we all judge fucking parents yeah but i don't want to well no but i I think it's okay to as long as you're not enabling them be making them be feel belittled if their children are safe healthy happy to a degree and that parent is trying i don't think intervention is necessarily required obviously if there's abuse of any sort of nature then somebody needs to say something so if we look at parenting in that aspect, I think that you guys have to, I guess where I'm going with this is you have to allow yourself to fail and forgive yourself for failures. Um, you know, we have millions of stories of stuff from one time we sent our oldest, I sent our oldest to school. Devin was teaching at the time and she went to school um, and she was wearing just leggings because I thought that they were pants. They were tights. They weren't even leggings, everyone. Leggings would have been appropriate. They're exactly like they leggings. They were see through tights. They weren't see through. Okay. They were totally see through tights. You're lying. No. You're lying. Because even the teacher was like, oh, dad must have dressed her this morning because she wore tights. So they put some shorts over her tights for her. Don't. <laughs> No. Dad must have dressed her? Listen. Oh, oh, dad must, because dad, because guys couldn't possibly, because a woman couldn't possibly make that mistake? No, a woman could. Anyone could. So, but dad must have dressed well, her? Well, because they would know my dressing <laughs> skills. I mean, you know, I kill it at getting dressed at 10 a.m. every day. Also, that teacher knows us personally. So. <laughs> so, but there's, okay, so there's so many times, and we can get into some of our funnier stories of how we've really failed, but I think, like, my whole thing is, yes, there's different styles. Yes, you know your downfalls, but it is like not everyone has a partner to bounce off of. So it's like it's a lot. Right. And so it's okay to fail sometimes, right? Well, it's okay. Yeah, it's certainly okay to fail and it's certainly okay to not. Like what I see or what we see when we see like single parents, even even parents that do all of the parenting. Yeah, because so you know those couples, there's like yeah. just one person that does everything and the other person does nothing. And I would classify them as a single parent to a degree. Yeah. yeah, financially maybe not or whatever else, but as far as the parenting aspect goes, if that other person in the relationship is doing basically nil, then they're a single parent. Right. And everybody knows somebody like that. Mom yeah. or dad just doesn't do jack shit. Right. Um, I think... I have, like, where my downfall is, you tend to step up, like, you know, I'm really good at being like, that's it, you're grounded, and then the next morning be like, are you going to go hang out with your friends, or what? Because I totally forget. Right. Like, my follow-through is horrible. It's 50 first dates with you. (laughs) It's like a clean slate. I know. Every morning. But I think, like, for me, 
and I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, obviously, is like, it always feels a little bit like even when I go to work and I'm not with my kids, I feel like I'm failing. Like if I like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to pick you up. And they're like, oh, you know, because kids can make you feel guilty. I feel like, well, failure, number one. And sometimes it's just like, they're not meaning to. They're just sad that I'm not going to pick them up. And that's great that they want me to pick them up, but I can't do it every day. Right. You know, right. like. Well, and there's, you know, like. There's always going to be that manipulation factor when it comes to parenting, right? Right. And I don't think manipulation is necessarily like a synonym to control or a negative right. thing. I think it's misused all the time now. Right. Like, I, I think there's no, when you tell a kid not to touch a hot stove and so you say like, that will hurt you and, or you fake that it's hot all the time. Right. You're not, yeah, you're manipulating. <laughs> manipulating? You're manipulating your kid. <laughs> In a way, but at the same time, it's for their safety. This isn't like I'm manipulating you because I don't want to go get, you know, a soda out of the fridge. So I'm like, well. Right. And it's not manipulation in the way that you're like, oh, you don't love me because you're right. choosing to watch Scooby-Doo as opposed to, you know, sitting up here and helping me cook or whatever. Like there's, but I do think, so with manipulation, it's strategic, right? So like in parenting, you have to manipulate your kids to an extent. Right. Right. Like any coach... Uh, any teacher, anybody in an authoritative position mm -hmm. has to use manipulation to an extent. You just can't, you can't over exceed and use that too much and too much into more of the, like, how do I say it? It's like the mental side. You can't, right. you can't disturb and distort their mental state right. too drastically with the manipulation. It has to more or less be to physically change certain behaviors maybe mentally guide or misdirect to other directions, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people, like you said, I think a lot of people misuse manipulation. You know, yeah. you're manipulating me, Mom. Well, it's like, it's not manipulation to an extent. If you're like, hey... Well, also, if I'm like blatantly obvious about it where I'm just like, yeah, no, I want you to do this and you, there is like right. a motive for me to want you to do this, I'm okay with that. Right. Like, I think manipulation is when the person doesn't know what's happening to them. Right. Like, if I'm... Like, just telling you, like, no, I want this. Am I really manipulating you? Because I'm being pretty open and honest about it. Exactly. All right, well, we have to cut to a commercial here. But when we come back, I got a quiz for you. I want to see. So there, I'll, we'll get to it after we get back. Okay. I'll just do that. Ooh. Ooh, mysterious. Like a tattoo above the ear. Behind. Behind the ear. See the pee. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ian with Off The Cuff. I'm here to talk to you a little bit about podcasts. Have you wanted to start a podcast but have no idea how? Dudes, look no further. It's super simple. Just go to Anchor FM. It's a one-stop shop. It is basically all you need to be able to get your podcast off the ground. It's completely free. They help you with editing your podcast, your audio, uploading audio. You can integrate other audio recording services to 
their platform. It helps you with ad revenue if you decide you can record ads on there. Um, tracking listeners and your audience. And then once it's all done, it's super simple, guys. They wrap it all up in a nice packaged bow, and they throw it out on all the major podcast platforms. So if you're thinking about it, think no further. Go to Anchor FM and get started today. I keep grabbing the wrong mouse and thinking I'm controlling the wrong computer. That's too funny. I look like I know what I'm doing back here. I mean, we have like three computers up right now. Three computers up, microphones, keyboards. For some reason, I have a car cell phone mount holding my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) You do, right on the table. Um, Um, Wait, do you remember, though, I wanted to say this, in the 80s when they used to do that public service announcement, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your kids are? Was it 10? I thought it was 9 o'clock. I think it was like... Maybe it was eight, ten. I think it was ten. Do you know where your children are? Dude, I used to. Like, I'm such a cheese ball. And I think I'm a bad parent. I have Life 360 on every kid's phone, and right? it's like, yeah, I always know where my kids are. Uh, we used to see that PSA, and we'd be like, it's ten or nine o'clock p.m. Yeah. Do you know where your parents are? <laughs> right. My dad was never home. Right. So parenting <laughs> has gotten so different, right? So I just had to say that because I totally was like, oh, I remember that, and now it's like, yeah, I can look on my phone and tell you. Where every one of my kids is, including my adult child. You know what I mean? Right. No, totally. I totally get it. So there's an article that I read parts of. I'm not going to pretend like I read the whole thing. Yeah. Reading. Right. Who does that? Um, Another failure of parenting. (laughs) Psychologists are talking about parenting, right? So they've done all these studies. I'm sure they've done like probably four or five studies on parenting, right? Maybe just four or five. Anyways. Yes. So uh, according to... Um, I'm not going to name names. According to the psychologists that wrote this article, Mm -hmm. they've done studies and they've developed that there's basically four different types of parenting. Cool. So I want to know what type of parenting you or anybody that may be listening to this feels like they fall into, right? Okay. So I think the best way to do this is to tell you the four styles. Yeah. And then I decide what I am. Then you decide just off the name. Oh, so you're not going to read real... anything underneath it? I don't think I can because okay. I would rather there be like a little bit of like, oh shit, I picked the wrong one. Okay. Or that 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 tracks. Okay. So the four parenting styles according to this article. Guys, if you want to see this article, I can, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I got it off of CNBC. Basically. Don't bore them. Just put it in the show notes. Come okay, on. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, so the four types are the permissive parent. Okay. The neglectful parent. Okay. The authoritarian parent. Okay. Or the authoritative parent. Well, I don't like any of them. Okay. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode, guys. (laughs) If you had to say what style parenting. Now, again, I don't think you fit into a box. Don't cheat. I'm not cheating. What are you typing? I don't want to say it out loud. Oh, okay. Are you Googling what they mean? Some of them, yes. <laughs> so if you had to say, based on these four, again, permissive, authoritative, neglectful, or authoritarian. Can I get a Venn diagram on it? Can I be like two? Or is you only fall into one? No, I think, like I said, I don't think you can fit into one category. Well, I'm permissive in some things. Okay. Because, like I said earlier, I don't really have many, like, rules and I'm not great at follow through. I'm... Definitely not authoritative. And I'm not neglectful. 
So. But like, I still don't like it. <laughs> well, and, and, and the way they kind of group these. So if you see a chart, they have charts on these. Yeah. So if you, but the one I'm looking at now, I'm sure there's a million out there. What are you? I mean, again, I don't know if I fit into one. I'm certainly not a neglectful parent. Right. I would say that I'm authoritarian, authoritative. I don't know if I fit the permissive so much. Definitely not. I think you fit the permissive more. But then there's stuff in there where it's like, ew, that's insulting to you. Right, exactly. Right, so I mean, go... I haven't even read it, and right. I already am insulted by the name of it. So <laughs> so let's go through this, guys. Okay. All right, so the way it works is on the left-hand column of this diagram, there's res responsiveness. Okay. I had to read that the right way. I thought it said responsibleness, and I'm like, is that even a word? And then demandingness, right? So, okay. like, um, the responsiveness meaning, like, if you're a neglectful parent, you're you're obviously, you know, on that bottom left corner of this diagram. If you're permissive, you know, you're responding to your child, but you're probably more lenient with them. And then on the right side, it's more demanding, like, what your standards are, your expectations of your child, Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go through this. Again, I grabbed the wrong mouse, and I'm going to kind of, without boring you guys, I'm going to just go through this kind of bullet point by bullet point, right? Okay. So if Devin were to say she fits somewhat in the permissive category, some of this may apply to you. Ready? Well, I didn't read any of them. You just gave me names, so please don't judge me. See, I'm already afraid everyone's judging me. Well, I just think, and I, I guess you're right, this is probably a bad way to do this, but I think... Yeah. I mean, now I just, like, basically look horrible no matter what. All right, fine. So then I'm going to read you their little blurbs on what they are quickly. Okay. And then I'll let you choose. Watch me end with permissive. <laughs> All right, so permissive. First one, top left corner. Okay. Uh, Child-driven, rarely gives or enforces rules, and overindulges child to avoid conflict. Oh, I don't do that. I love conflict. Okay. Under that, on the responsiveness side, would be neglectful. Uninvolved or absent provides little nutrients or guidance. No. Is that the right? Nurturance. Jesus, Ian. <laughs> Learn to read. Indifferent to child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. So we're going to call them the neglectful parent, also a kind of piece of shit parent. Or, that's rude, or a ferret, as you just said. <laughs> <laughs> ferret. That's ferret. Um, all right. Authoritative. Solves problems which, together with the child, sets clear rules and expectations, open communication, and natural consequences. I would say, like, that would be more me, except for that, like, my follow-through is poor. You don't set clear rules and expectations. Sure I do. Time. Like, I expect you to call me at this time and do this. I expect well, no, this. Poor, like, my kids poor. would never, like, go away, like... And not tell me where they're going. They wouldn't just go somewhere without saying, oh, I got to check in with mom. They wouldn't just bring someone home without saying, I got to check it. Like, I have unspoken things that my children know. I mean, I, you're right. I think permissive and authoritative definitely fit the bill more for you. Yeah. I don't think that, yeah, you can always point to things where you set clear but, rules. But, yeah, my rules are ever-changing. They're not. That's why it's not clear and constant. Where the word in here is... Okay, don't be so judgy. Clear rules. No, I'm not judging. I'm just saying... 51st dates, true Barrymore. You have a consequence. You're grounded the next morning. Hey, what are we doing today? You going out to see your friends? I already said. I know my downfalls, sir. So, I don't I don't know how we... Why are we fighting right on. now? We're not fighting. All right, so <laughs> next to neglectfulness and the also more ugh, category would be the authoritarian, right? Yes. Uh, Parent-driven. So, not Montessori. <laughs> Um, set strict rules and punishment. 
A one-way communication with little consideration of the child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. That's you. Okay, that's... <laughs> we, whoa, I was being nice to you. No, I'm totally kidding. There are definitely things in this category that are me. Yes. I wouldn't say that I don't care about a child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. True. But I certainly don't put it above my point. Right. My point will come first. Right. And I think that's okay sometimes. Sometimes. I think in this world... I think sometimes why we even ever disagree, and I would say after being together so long, we've gotten really good at like the ebbs and flows of parenting together, is I am the, the extreme opposite of what you are. And so, thankfully, though, it gets us to the middle a lot. Right. All right, so permissive parent, common traits, high responsiveness, low demandingness. Uh, communication openly, openly and usually lets their kids decide for themselves rather than giving direction. Rules and expectations are either not set or rarely enforced. Typically goes through great, length, goes through great lengths to keep their kids happy, sometimes at their own expense. We all know people like this, right? Yeah. The, the parents that party with their kids, that live through their kids and let their kids do yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not me. Like, I definitely don't live vicariously through my children. Devil's advocate. There are traits in here that are, are good. I think yeah. in every category there are. There are good traits, I'm yes. not completely against um, letting kids decide for themselves rather than giving direction. Like, I made a joke about Montessori. How would they figure it out on their own if you don't let them fail on their own? Right. But also... And we disagree sometimes, but I understand the aspect of this. Devin does this thing where she lets our kids cook all the time within reason and under supervision. She's not letting them play with open flames and blow torches in the kitchen, <laughs> maybe. But I'll look at that as, Jesus Christ, look at this mess. She looks at it like, well, they're learning to navigate their way through the kitchen. It's a very Montessori thing. You know, yeah. you just kind of let them do their thing. There's a lot of good that comes from that. Ian doesn't like mess, and I don't mind total I, chaos. I don't like mess, but and I also I like I like I like order. I like things. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So going down the author. Okay. Um, really quickly on this, permissive parents are more likely to take on a friendship role. So your friend, I always tell our oldest boy this: I'm not your damn friend. Mm-hmm. I'm your dad first. We can be friendly later. Right. And I think that that's a really good way to look at it. Like, yeah. guys, don't forget that these kids are looking up to you. And if you set an example of friendship, they don't know a boundary. And they don't know... It's hard to distinguish right from wrong a lot, right? Right. And it's a lot of... I mean, it's hypocritical to be a parent. Like, I am literally right. do as I say, not as I do. I swear. I act a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably overdrink sometimes. I don't want them to, to model. I mean, the kids always say... Cause for those of you who don't know, I'm covered in tattoos. Kids always say, hey, Dad, would you let me get a tattoo at 16? Absolutely not. Hey, Dad, right. at 18, I'm going to get a tattoo. What should I get? You should get nothing. And it's like, well, that's hypocritical. No, it's like for me, what I'm trying to say is you're a clean slate. You don't have to follow in my footsteps. Do your own thing, right? Right. But you also wouldn't be angry at them if they got one after 18. After 18, no. Right. Um, so permissive parents are more likely to take on a friendship role rather than a parenting role with their kids. They prefer to avoid conflict. And will often acquiesce to their child's pleas at the first sign of distress. And I won't do that. Like, I'm somebody who's like, if you, like, especially if they're three or four and they're tantruming, I will be that person that'll be like, no, we're not going inside. We're sitting outside until you can stop. Right. This is where I hit a roadblock. <clears throat> because if our little, especially when they're babies, when they get older, I don't, I could give two shits. But when they're babies, like the screaming and the tantruming, I'm the giver in oh, yeah. that. You that just wanted to stop. Yeah, and part of it's probably just being annoyed. 
Yeah. But other part of it is you just feel so bad. That's and so I will cute. dig my heels in <laughs> and make sure that they know that it's not okay. Right. All right. Moving down. The authoritative parent. High responsiveness, high demandingness. Sets clear rules and expectations for their kids while practicing flexibility and understanding. Not a bad thing. Communicates frequently. They listen to take, listen to and take in consideration the child's thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Allows natural consequences to occur. Like if a kid fails a quiz when they didn't study, that's your problem. But uses those opportunities to help their kids reflect and learn. It's clearly like the golden winner, right? Like out of <laughs> all five star parents. Like the blue ribbon. Quit trying so hard. I mean, my that. gosh. That's um, what we all want to be, but in all reality, we have to dip into some of these other areas. I think most successful parents hit on parts of this, right? Maybe not consistently, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. But I'm somebody also who will be like, Oh, it's two o'clock. I forgot to feed my kids lunch. So there's a part of neglect in that, right? Yes, but it's also because I'm so busy doing whatever we're doing that I forget. Right. The authoritative parents are nurturing, supportive, and often in tune with their child's needs. They guide their children through open and honest discussions to teach values and reasoning. Kids who have authoritative parents tend to be self-disciplined and can think for themselves. Got it? Moving Got on. Got it. The neglectful parent. We all know one of these. Yeah. Don't worry, at the end I will name all the names. No, at the end, I'm going to just tell you every fail I've had. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> all right, so common traits of a neglectful parent. Low responsiveness, low demandingness. Hey, Dad, I need your help. Yeah, I'm not going to help you. Um, the demandingness, you know, they don't ask their kid of anything. They don't want to be bothered by their kid, right? Mm -hmm. Kid's a nuisance. Latchkey. Very much kind of <laughs> yeah. all of the 80s and 90s. Right. Uh Let's their kid mostly fend for themselves. My oldest son is pointing at me, telling me that I'm a neglectful parent. Right <laughs> Let's their kids mostly fend for themselves, perhaps because they're indifferent to their needs or un uninvolved or overwhelmed by other things. Offers little new. Oh my God! Here we go. Nurturance. Nurturance, guidance, and attention. I'm having trouble with that word. Often struggles with their own self-esteem issues and has a hard time forming close relationships. Mm. Sometimes referred to as an uninvolved parent, this style is exemplified by an overall sense of indifference. Neglectful parents have limited engagement in their with their children and rarely implement rules. They can also be seen as cold and uncaring, but not always intentionally, as they're often struggling with their own issues. Uh, deep, dark depression. Yeah. Sometimes... I mean I, I truly believe that, like, you can't take care of children unless you take care of yourself. So right. this is, like, a, a moment where it's like, hey, if that rings true to you, maybe seek a therapist. Right. Um, or a psychologist or... Right. You they, know, like, you clearly have some other issues going on. It isn't that you're a bad parent. You're going through something that won't let you bridge this gap. Right. right? Typically, this parent, and I'm reading this, this isn't my take, but this parent will be somebody that is either suffering from some sort of emotional distress, so depression, postpartum. Yeah. Um, a mental illness of some sort, uh, possible damage emotionally or physically from past experiences. Right. And oftentimes these parents weren't intending to have children. Maybe it's a happenstance, unplanned. Um, or, or maybe they were raised by similar parents. Right. Or right. Or the mental occurrences happened after they had the children. Right. So, like IE postpartum was written in here. Right. Like you could be completely prepared and then all of a sudden deal with a mental occurrence right. after the fact and then fall into this neglectful parent. Yes. Dude, being a parent's hard. There's a lot of times where being oh a parent, gosh. you're like in a rut, right? You feel like every day is the same. How well, do I change it? How it do I break the cycle? It is a tricky job. <laughs> and then that gets depressing sometimes to feel like you yeah. all you do now is serve. 
true. And it's, it, it, there is no, like, I think there is reward often if you look at little things as reward, but a lot of the time, especially when they're young, you don't have, like, these great rewards that come from it. Right. I completely, yeah. I mean, and again, we're going to take pieces of all of these categories because I don't think there is a one-stop shop here. But No, there's no way there could be a one. I mean, every child's different, right? You could have a child with, like, high needs, and that's going to change the way you parent because of their needs. I also think that some of these parents, I mean, like we always talk about, you go with the trend or against the trend. Like, yeah. As a product of the 80s, and the term latchkey. Right. There is a lot of what you would call nowadays a neglectful parent. Right. But then that was just parenting. It I mean, was. that's why that public service announcement had to come on is because it was just like, hey, right. this is a problem. And now we're almost helicopter Oh moments. my gosh. And yeah, that's the other thing I'm definitely not is like, I will not hover. I give a lot of freedom, sometimes too much freedom. Right. And sometimes it bites me in the ass. It does. All right, Sometimes your kid calls you from a party because the police are there <laughs> and they're doing a breathalyzer. 100% happen. You know, so it's kind of like, it just depends on how you react to that. It does. Number four and the last one is the authoritarian parent. Common traits for this type of parent are high demandingness, low responsiveness. So I need you to do a lot as a child, but when you need something from me, I'm probably just going to let you fend for yourself. Okay. Um, they're enforcing strict rules with little consideration of their feelings and social, emotional, or behavioral needs, as we said before, meaning that the rules are the rules. It really doesn't matter what you're going through. Yeah. I don't care how it affects you, your social life, or your mental. This is the rule of the house. You're going to f- you know, follow it to the end, right? Um, this parent uses the term because I said so often. Mm-hmm. No arguments back and forth, just the end of the road. You know what I always said, and I've tried to stop, is when one kid would be like, well, that's not fair, so-and-so got this, I'd always be like, well, life's not fair. And then I'm like, that's really mean. Yeah, coming from like the most like sunshine yeah. and optimistic But I mean, person. like in reality, life isn't fair and nothing is equal. No, you have to work for everything. But I just was like, oh, I've got to stop saying that because, you know, I, under- I want to be like, I hear you. But I don't care because really I'm still going to do whatever this is, right. which is the parts where I would say fall into certain categories of not caring. Agreed. So <laughs> communication is mostly one way from parent to child with this type of parent. So parent telling a child what to do and how to do it. So not, that's you. Not a lot of the child communicating back to the parent. Right. Um, this rigid parenting style uses stern discipline, often justifies as, justified as tough love. An attempt to be in full control, authoritarian parents often talk to their children without wanting input or feedback. Yep. Because I said so. Because I said so. She's smiling ear to ear because she thinks this is me to a team. No, not all of it. Not all of it, but definitely certain things. <laughs> all right, Devin. So now that we know all of these, mm-hmm. any idea on where you want to realign? Are you going to go back to the five-star general, the golden child? Yeah, I mean, parents? obviously we all want to be there. I just don't know if with each child you can. All right, so we're going to do this. I want you to pick... Um, one trait from each one of these categories because this is all this podcast is about failing as a parent right right so some of these negative categories you have to own up to and take one okay all right here we go permissive is on the responsibleness side so not the worst but the ever lenient parent so uh rarely gives or enforces rules overindulge children to avoid conflict or is child driven wait what was the first one 
Rarely gives or enforces rules. Oh, that's me. Over, that's you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what do you think I am? That's clearly not what you think I am. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I think sometimes you overindulge the children to avoid conflict. Not, like, give them everything they want, but, like, if one of our kids really, really wants something... I think I just spoil our children. I don't think I'm overindulging them to avoid conflict. Con- yeah, that's probably true. Okay, next. Authoritator. Oh, authoritative. Solves problems together with the children, sets clear rules and expectations, open communication, and natural consequences. Okay, I don't know why any of those are negative. We're talking about these things being negative? I didn't say. I said grab one from every category. Oh. This is you forming your own new bubble. Oh, you! I thought you were trying to say, like, the things that I do. Even the bad stuff you can grab, meaning, like, this is something Oh, that well, do. I don't want to. Okay, so you're saying, like, what I want to no, be? No, I'm saying what you feel fits you. You have to take one from each category oh, to so make I'm forming your own bubble. Who am I? Who, right, who so I? this is okay. the Devon style of parenting. So from permissiveness, you took rarely gives or enforces rules. Yeah. So that fits your bill, you think. Yeah. From authoritative... Solves problems together with the children, sets clear rules and expectations, or open communication and natural consequences. Well, I think... Um... I think I need to read it. (laughs) Um, I like to solve problems together with children. Okay. And then neglectful. Uninvolved or absent. Provides little nutrients. Nurturance. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Indifferent... To children's social, emotional, and behavioral okay. needs. Well, here's what I will say is I am a very involved parent, but I always feel every time I'm not with the kids or I'm working, like, because my hours can be super long sometimes, I feel like I am uninvolved or absent. Right. So, But that the... is not actually, when I break it down, the truth. No, but there are times where you're definitely absent or you're feeling like Right, like, I will not saying, see our kids for an entire day. Or even when you're with them, you're uninvolved because your phone's going off and right. stop, and they're like, oh my right. God, are you going to put your phone down? And then in the authoritarian... Parent-driven sets... Strict rules and punishment, one-way communication with little consideration of child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. Well, I mean, again, none of those really fit me, but at the same time, I would say parent-driven, because sometimes when I want to do something for myself, I I put myself first, but I I think everyone should. Fantastic, and moving on. So guys, take a look, figure out what you are. Maybe don't, I don't care. Yeah, Um, that's actually really hard, you guys. Extremely difficult. So we're going to take one more commercial break. And, and when we get back, we're going to read off all of our failures. All right, here we go. everyone feel better about sometimes failing as a parent I'll just 
wanted to go through some of my major failures and Ian's major failures as parenting. Uh, let's speak very oh, get real. <laughs> so, I'm gonna bring it back to a time when we um, were living in Costa Rica and our son woke up one morning and he could not smile on one side of his face and I was like, will you knock it off, <laughs> right? Full on Bell's palsy on one side of his face and I was like, quit faking it. Like, I was so mean. I'd be like, we're smiling for a picture and I'd be like, smile for real. Like, is, I was so mean. Do you remember telling him you can't go to the volcano if you're gonna keep acting? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was terrible. Fast forward, turns out he uh, ended up like fully paralyzed on one side and had Lyme's disease. And so that was like, I just, oh my gosh, going back felt like I am such an asshole. But it was kind of like looking back made me laugh a lot. But at the same time, that was like You're terrible. You such a terrible. Oh, you guy. said the same thing. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I was like, this poor child, he needs to be medevaced. No, no, no. All right, Devin. This one time, Devin was partying in Tennessee because she's a neglectful parent. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not have been home. You were. I was not, actually. I was I was partying with my 90s. She turned 98, my 98-year-old grandmother. Yep. I took uh, her to go see Dolly Parton. They went to Nash, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um... And I got a phone call. From the other children watching the Where children. was I? I don't know. I was at work? No, it was late. I think I was at work. I think I was coaching at the gym. Oh, maybe. Um, and I got a phone call that uh, Scout, our youngest, had been injured. And... Okay, so let me go back. I got a phone call. Scout won't stop crying. My daughter and my son call. They, they can't get her to stop crying. She's hurt her arm, is what they say. Yep. So I'm like, that's eh, fine. She'll stop crying, blah, blah, blah. I get home. Uh, she, she looks like she had been a little bit worse for the wear. I ask what the story is, and apparently our one son decided to do some flying ninja kick over the couch and completely took our daughter off her feet by kicking her and then landing on her by jumping over the couch. I was like, okay, well, like, A, number one, bro, you're stupid. Don't, don't karate, don't ninja kick your freaking little sister. Right. And then I got her to calm down, went to bed, called Devin, told her what had happened. She was driving back from Nashville. Um, and it's like a 12 or 14 hour, 14 hour drive? It's like a nine hour drive. Oh, is it only a nine hour yeah. drive? Okay. Sorry. I must That's be on okay. Denver time. Anyway, so it's, it's a long drive, but not like crazy long, long enough to drive. And right. so I'm trying to put our daughter to bed and she's kind of like moaning and groaning and in a lot of pain. And I'm like, you're fine. You're totally fine. I gave her like some ass, uh, so like kids Tylenol or something. And we get home and Devin's like, oh, Devin drives all through the night, gets home at like three in the morning. No, it was like six in the morning was it six in because the okay, I went you know straight what? to urgent care with her. That's right. You can take it away from there. Well, I looked at her right away and realized even in her sleep, she was like holding her arm a certain way. And I was like, oh, she's seriously hurt. So after, mind you, I told Ian the whole time, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. So I take her straight to urgent care. And this is even where I looked even worse, right? Because the lady's like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> you mean you just came home? Yeah, I came home this morning because I didn't like think I should tell her a background story where I'm out of town. I just acted like this just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere. Like clearly I look like an abuser in this situation. 
And so then, like, I finally, like, get, they do, sh the doctor goes, like, oh, you know, she's a tough cookie. She moves her arm. She doesn't cry. She doesn't do anything. She's like, I think she's fine, but we'll do an x-ray in case, okay? So they do an x-ray, and her collarbone is snapped. I'm not saying it's, like, broken. It is, like, full-on snapped. It was bad. It was so bad. So, it was bad. so obviously you shouldn't have been in Nashville partying. I shouldn't have. I mean, so many times I've left town, like, the one time... Oh, well, actually, that was the time you left town. Never mind. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. Um, so that was another great story. A lot of them have to do with our children's illness. So I'm somebody who's like, walk it off. Like the time our daughter, who was like in volleyball, was like, I think I did too many sit-ups for like three days and then started vomiting and then all of a sudden had a fever of 104.6. Whatever. And then, so three days after this whole thing starts, I call the doctor and I'm like, okay, actually, here's what's even worse. It was, was it Memorial Day? Yeah, it was one, Labor Day or Memorial Labor, Day. And we went to a festival and left her at home <laughs> because she then We took the rest of the kids. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, then I get home and she's acting so weird and she was like, I can't walk. And she's trying to crawl to the bathroom and I'm like, you're acting real weird. She had appendicitis. Yeah, and she ended up in the hospital for a long time with multiple surgeries because it had ruptured days before. <laughs> She was going septic. She was. Walk it off. Walk it off, girl. Um, let's see. I mean... I think that's it. I don't think I failed at anything else. Well, one time when Ian was working, I did super glue our son's nose after he fell on a doctor's kit, ironically, right? And I felt like, stitches? Nah, I got this. Who super glues their kid's face? It's like stitches. No. It's perfect. It is not like... You can barely see the scar. <laughs> Okay, you can 100% see the scar. <laughs> and then like a few days later, we went in for a checkup and I told the doctor how I super glued it and they were like, wow, he really needed stitches. <laughs> I was all proud of myself. Like, I got this. That's 100% true as well. That happened. I'm trying to think of other times. Oh, man. The time that our oldest boy picked up his power wheel battery and you let him carry it around. That was you. No, you on. and my dad. I was gone. He proceeded to drop it on his foot and shattered his toe. Mm -hmm. We had to take him to a toe specialist. Is There's a, a name thing? for them. It's like an... An orthospedish. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a word. It's a an podiatrist? Orthos... Sure. Is that a toe doctor? Uh, yes. I don't think it is. Sometimes I play a doctor. Sometimes. Um... Because it was on his growth plate, so we yeah. were worried that his toe would be all deformed. Right. Time will tell. Time will tell. I don't ever get to see them toes. Those little piggies. Those piggies. <laughs> that go to the market. To, yeah, all right. Um, I mean, there's been other times, too. Like, I have uh, coaching, gotten into arguments, coaching youth sports with oh, other yeah. parents or other coaches. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing. Not proud moments. No. Um, driving incidences where this one time... <laughs> this one time Devin wanted to do a staring contest I did not either Ian did <laughs> but I took place I took part in it so uh, I'm just equally to blame and we got in a full on car accident I don't know if I should have my drive I literally we're like one two three staring <laughs> contest boom so if anybody's seen Fast and the Furious there's this part where they do a staring drive uh, that doesn't work in real life no. people I plowed into the back of some old grandma's car that was yeah, coming from did. a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hard. And our two-year-old is in the back seat, and she that was not fun. No. No. What else, babe? 
I mean, there's so many things like language issues. Like, you know, I, I curse like a sailor and so does Ian. So our kids will go to school and, you know, say say things or draw things maybe that get them into trouble yeah the drawing the drawing once got i feel like we talked about this once before about the krampus yeah we did yeah i mean gets them into trouble or they'll say things like you know not today satan you know things (laughs) like that at a private catholic school so you know like just things that you know don't you don't think are going to come back and bite you and then they do i think the moral of the story is is that Parenting is whatever you want to make it. I think the moral of the story is you're doing great. You're killing it out there. Yeah. Like, quit being so hard on yourself. You got to laugh it off sometimes and be like, I forgive myself. Don't worry, guys. We're certified therapists. Of course we are. Um, We're certified podiatrists, whatever that is. Devin's a philanthropist. I'm a full-on rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I love It's Always Funny. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's not, I think we, I just keep saying it and you keep saying it too, like, there is not one true form of parenting that works. Right. And even to to go back to what we talked about in the last segment where we were talking about, you know, the types of parents. Yeah. And you said that the one, what was it called again, that was like obviously the award-winning parent. Was authoritative. Was it authoritarian? Yeah. No, authoritative. Authoritative, yeah. The, you know, like, you're going to find those parents that seem to do everything right. Yeah. And then their kid ends up being an absolute psychopath. Right. You know, or is a criminal or whatever. It's just, you can do everything right and still. Yeah. You can't predict the future. You can't. Control another human in that way. Like, you just can't. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. So go on and give yourself a good pat on the back and say, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Yeah, do that. And, and uh, one, two, three staring contest. I'm <laughs> just kidding. All right, Devin, wrap this thing up with a bow. All right. So if you could be any dad or mom from any TV show or movie that you watched at some point in your life that reflects you or you wanted to reflect you for multiple reasons, who would it be? I got three of them. Do it. Uh... Bruce Willis, Die Hard, Ultra Badass. So bad. Mel Gibson, Daddy's Home 2. Also badass. a badass. Both those guys slightly neglectful, so I'll make up for it with Will Ferrell from Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> I love that balance. <laughs> You'd be uh, a badass dad. Yes. And he's a tornado of anger whirling about. <laughs> he's just feeling his emotions. <laughs> he's feeling his feels. If you haven't seen Kicking and Screaming, I highly recommend it's it, especially in regards to parenting. Yeah. Devin, ready, go. Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. Okay. A little bit of Amy Pooler from Mean Girls. Okay. Um, and I only had two. Well, that's great. Those are both fantastic. Thank you. All right, guys. So we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. We mm-hmm. are now releasing podcasts every... Sunday evening. Sunday evening. So they'll be available Monday morning, most likely, because we'll get it in right before the deadline. Right. And as per usual, we'll be talking off the cuff, random subjects and topics. However... We're also going to be working some travel into that, correct? Yes, and we have a lot of special guests. Special guests, seasonal stuff, a bunch of fun stuff coming at you guys. Yes. So stay tuned. For the next episode. Bag em and tag em. Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't know. That's what we I say. I mean, that's like a morbid thing to say. Bag em and t- yeah. It's bag like about someone who's it's dead. Spooky Halloween Spooky. time. Spooky.
Well, we can't wait to see you guys again next week. Have fun and go be the best parents you can. Kill it. Slay all day. Hooray. Hooray. We did it.